Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. So once again, so uh, my name is Braden. I'm one of the, the pastors uh, on staff here. Um, really great to have you all with us. Uh, even really great just seeing young people around the church serving. So always really good seeing Jamie up there on the drums. Really awesome to see Aiden helping out on sound desk as well. Really appreciate uh, seeing young people serve. And I think it's one of the things that I just think brings a lot of joy. Uh, and that's really exciting. Uh, but we're going to be continuing on in our series on, on faith over fear. Uh, and, and as we do that, we're going to be looking at a little bit about uh, control. Uh, and so over the, the Christmas break, uh, my wife and I, um, rather than probably resting, as we should have, we, we decided to do some projects. Uh, and one of the things uh, that uh, brings me deep discomfort is, is when uh, my wife is using the power tools instead of me. Now, it's not due to any of her incompetence or anything, but it's just this, this thing where, where I, I want to be in control. And so whether it be a drill or a saw or anything, I, you know, I kind of almost, not almost going to cut off my fingers, but like almost reaching out, almost to take it off, but I kind of like to be the one that's there using whatever it may be because there's this, there's this deep discomfort that comes when we lose control. And so I'm not sure, how, how many of you guys are backseat drivers? Is that another one? It's one of those things where there's this, this deep discomfort, you know, you're checking the blind spots, you're making sure, you know, people are doing the right speed. Uh, I remember driving, driving to Albany one time and uh, my grandma was looking over the back seat to make sure I was doing the right speed limit. There's all different kinds of things that we do uh, to try and make sure that we're still in control because there's a deep discomfort inside of us that comes when we lose control. And sometimes that results in, in this fear inside of us and that's where we start doing some things that aren't so great. And that's where we start going to some places as well that that aren't so great. And over the last couple of years, it's been one of those times where there has been a lot of control that we've lost in our lives. COVID has played a huge impact on, on the control that we had. You know, we had, we had plans. We, we had things, you know, our future was planned out. There were things that we were planning on doing that we can no longer do. The, the jobs that we had planned out and, and our futures and, and how things would look didn't come to fruition and no longer, you know, we can't control where, you know, we used to, used to be able to go wherever we want. And now, now that's been taken away. There's this, all this control in our lives that has been taken away from us. And, and one of the things that I think it has been quite sad, amongst many of the other things that are quite sad through this time, is seeing how people have done some things that aren't so great because of the control that they've lost and the, the fear that they have. And, and there's been some things that, that just haven't, haven't been super great that we've done. Like, we, we've turned on each other. Like, even in the church, there's been things that we've said to each other that aren't super great because there, there's control that we've lost and there's fear that we have and there's things that have been taken away from us. And, and so today, we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Uh, and so most of you guys would probably have heard of this one before. Some of you have probably been told to memorize it. Maybe um, if you're hardcore, you might have it hanging up somewhere at home. Uh, but it's probably one of the most famous, if not the most famous passage in the Bible. And we're going to be looking at what it has to say about us and fear and control. 
So if we start off in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. As a beautiful start, and so it starts off, obviously, God is our shepherd. And so what does that mean we are? It means we're a sheep. Now, I'm not sure how many sheep farmers are here, but sheep aren't super good at things. They're not good at finding their own food. They're not good at finding any kind of... They've got very little survival skills. Their only kind of protection is wool, which isn't super protection-y. And and in some cases, it's actually a deficit to them because they they can't shear it themselves. And so sometimes if it gets too long, they overheat. Uh, They really can't look after themselves. Every, Every single need needs to be provided for them. And so God... It's saying, like, I, I am completely in need of God. I can't rely on myself for anything. But God is my shepherd, and I lack nothing. And that's a beautiful start, isn't it? Because we, there's, we can't do anything. We are helpless. We don't have really good ways of protecting ourselves. We do find ourselves in need in many things. But God is our shepherd, and it is God who is in control. God is the one who, who looks after us. God, we, we can't control anything. We can't control animals that come to attack us. We can't control looking after resources as much as we think we might be able to. But we are sheep and God is the shepherd. And, and as we move forward in verse 2, it kind of elaborates. He says, He makes me lie down in green pastures and He leads me beside quiet waters. So once again, if you know much about sheep, they actually don't like laying down. So a sheep will, will generally only lay down if they're actually, if they have all their needs met. So if, they, if, they're, um, if they're anxious, they won't lay down. If they're hungry, they won't lay down. If they're thirsty, they won't lay down. If they even got flies bothering them, they won't lay down. Where God makes us lie down. He has good food for us. He's got green pastures. And sheep, they don't like drinking from running water, so there's these still waters for us to drink from. So we have not only do we have a, a provision that is enough to sustain us, but we have the right provision. God provides for us. Not only is God in control, but He controls everything in a good way. That's a good start, isn't it? We love that. That's comforting. Then as we get to verse 3, He says, He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. And this is the hardest bit of the whole passage. Because it's not about us. It's for His name's sake. It's for God. God is the shepherd and, and it's for His name's sake that He looks after us. And, and, and that's a really hard thing to come to terms with because not only do we like being in control, but we like being in control so we can make it about us. But it's for His name's sake. It's for God. God is for God. It's not, it's not, he's not just, like, you're not this special sheep that he's just kind of, you know, really wants to see, what do you want to do today, Mr. Sheep? Let's go. No, like, God, God is about God. God, God looks after us because he wants, he wants himself to be glorified. And, and as we look at, if we look at Genesis 1, he, he creates everything and he is God over everything and he is Lord over everything. And in his lordship and in, and in uh, him creating everything, he looks out and he sees everything. And what does he see? That it's good. 
So God is he's in control, he's king, he's creator, and he decides that it is good. And as we move along to Genesis 3, Adam and Eve come along and they see something and they decide that it is good. Despite God saying that it is not a good thing to do, they, they make themselves king, they take control for themselves, they, they make their own decisions and they make it about them. And so all of a sudden they take control for themselves. And so in this, in this they, re, they reject God and, and there's this kind of this scale where if we look up on the screen, there, there's, this, there's this place where we can, we can have total control but zero faith. So we totally reject God, we totally, we totally take Him out of the equation and we take all control for ourselves. So we say that I am going to be the one that, that is the, the, you know, the chief of my own destiny. I'm going to be the one that decides what is best for me, I'm going to be the one that takes control, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and make things happen. And sometimes that's for a good cause. but that runs us into a lot of problems. Because when you're the last line of defence and when you're the one that has to be in control, that, that causes a lot of hurt. Because when, when things do go wrong, because they, they do, like, you know, you guys have lived long enough to know that things go wrong, and if we're the last line of defence, like, that, that runs us into some big problems. Because there's going to be things that you can't control. And, and when that happens, we find ourselves doing some not-so-great things. We look, at, we look at Adam and Eve, like, what, what do they do? They, they kind of look around and they realise, oh, heck, I, I'm not very covered up. And so they, they, they realise that they don't feel great about themselves and so they're trying to cover themselves up. They, they get some fig leaves because they, they're not in control of their bodies. So they, they try and take control, so they cover up what God has made and they try and control that. And then all of a sudden they see God coming around and they're worried about what God might do, so they think, if I, if I run away from God, then He can't, he can't do anything, so I'll, I'll take control by running away from Him and hiding. They run away from God to try and continue to hold on to their control. And then what happens when God asks what they've done? They, they blame each other to try and not be the one that ends up taking punishment or, or receiving, and we, we do all these same things. We run away or we blame or we, we, we tell lies. We, we do all sorts of things to try and maintain control when we lose it. That's what we do. We, we, we try and control things. Whether it be in the car, whether it be with our family or our finances, we, we, when we lose control, we have this deep discomfort. And we, we try and hold on to that control. We claw our way to try and maintain it. And it means that we quite often do some things that we're not super proud of. And, and it means that, and we see, you know, it's probably easier to identify in other people, we, we see people who are trying to hold on to control and it, and it causes deep pain. It causes a deep hurt when we see people trying, and, and it's hard to identify in your own life, but, but these are things that we need to do. We need to, how do we, how do we try and, have total control over things, where am I trying to, trying to maintain everything and hold everything together? If we come along to, to verse 4, uh, we, so we have, we have Jesus comes along, we know the rest of the story after Genesis 3, Jesus comes along, he, he, uh, there's this story of redemption where, where God uh, provides a, a way out for us, a way for us to, to bring God back on the throne and to make Him King again. 
and, and as we come to verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the, va- the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I think out of the whole passage, that's probably the most comforting thing, right? Because, like, once again, we face dark times. There is, there is evil that comes across us, and to know that God is there, it brings us great comfort. But as we, as we put our faith in God, that there's, as we move along the scale, there's still not, we still don't necess- necessarily put total faith in God, do we? And, and so sometimes, uh, verse 4 is a great comfort in times of evil, but we, sometimes we act as if God's almost like this sub that we put in when we can't control something. And so there's still things that we're in control of. So it's like, all right, God, uh, I've got a pretty good job, so I'll take finance, uh, I'll take, um, you know, nine to five uh, family holidays, and you take uh, health and children's tantrums. We, we, we hand over to God what we can't control sometimes, and, and, we, and we put faith in Him only the things that we, and we're still trying to control everything. So God, you take what I can't do, uh, and I'll and I'll um, kind of you know look after the bits that I know I can uh, can look after. And so sure, like we we need God's in, God in those dark times. We need God to, to help us through those times, and this is a great comfort to us because those times do come. But as a sheep, we need to give God total control. And as we look at verse five, it says, "You prepare a table for me." In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, which is a way that they would clean people up. So it's like making him nice and clean, getting all the dirt and, and the muck off his face. And he, he prepared, you know, he, um, his cup overflows. So that God is so, uh, gives so much provisions that there is too much for him. There is more than what is needed. There is wastage out of what God gives us. And, 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 and this is where it's not just, we're not just going to God as a sub for when we can't get things done, but we, we, give, we hand over control and we make God king over everything. We need to give God control over everything because all those things, God needs to be in control of. All those things can be taken away from us in, in the, blink, you know, the blink of an eye. Like Those things can be taken. When we lose them, when, when COVID comes around, what happens? We do some not great things. We, 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 this, this deep discomfort sets in. Because the reality is, as much as it feels like we can control things, and in a Western world, it really feels like we can control things. Because you can make it through life without a lot of help. Like, you can, you can play the odds, and, and probably life will go pretty well. But those things, eventually bad things do happen. And eventually we lose control, and eventually, when, when, we, when we try and maintain that control, bad things happen. And, and there's a tricky balance in there, because... Because it, it doesn't mean that we just sit back and relax. Sometimes we probably take an attitude where it's like, if God's in control, Centrelink, new TV, sit at home, God's in control. But that's not what it's about, right? We, we still need to be diligent with what we have. We, we, still need to, we still need to work hard. We still need to look after our finances. We still need to you know, look after our kids and, and be disciplined. And, and, and it's kind of like, uh, so when, when I first moved to Perth uh, and I was studying, I lived in about five uh, different houses in the first six years. Uh, and so I moved around a fair bit. Uh, but one of the greatest things about living in other people's houses was if something went wrong, it wasn't my problem. So if something broke, not my problem. I'm just a renter. 
You, you know, you give me, you give me a bedroom. Uh, you expect me to, to look after my bedroom, uh, and and I have the perks of the bedroom, so I can I can go and study there. I can sleep there. I can use the kitchen and cook myself some food, but the, it's not my house. You might kick me out. You might change the rent. You, you're in control. It's your house. And, and when it all of a sudden is your house. And, and, you know, like, I, when, I, when I first moved in, I had, a, I had a pipe that burst, and it just created a mess everywhere and destroyed a whole bunch of things. And it was like, it's your house, mate. Fix it. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's a prop. You know, and all of a sudden, it's your responsibility. You're the one that has to fix those things because it's your house. And, and so it's kind of like living in God's house. God is in control. He gets to choose what to do with it. And, and you have this room, and you get the privileges of that room, you get to enjoy that room. You get to steward that room so you can keep it nice and clean. You can set it up how you want, but it is still God's room. God is still in control. He still gets to choose what to do with that. And we live in His house. We get to steward it. We get to enjoy it, but it is still His. And we still, if something goes wrong, what do we do? God, you're in control. This is your house. You get to decide what to do with it. It's God who's in control. It is God's creation. God is King. I can't come along and be like, God, I would like this room, please. Uh, it's mine now. Stay away from my room. No, like it's still his room. If you, if you have kids, you, they, they have their rooms, but it's not their room. They don't have any rights to the land. You can kick them out at any time. They, you, have, you can make them clean their room. Like your, still your room. They get, they get some privileges of that. Sometimes that's very frustrating for you, but they, it's still your house. Some of you are laughing, some of you have those experiences, and it is fair. Um, but that's, that's how it works, right? God is in control, it is God's creation, it is God's kingdom. We get to enjoy it, we get to live in it, we, we steward it and we look after it, we have certain responsibilities in, in having it, but it is God's house and He is in control. And we should rely on God and give Him that control in all things. In all things, not just when things are evil, not just when, when we find something that we can't control, not, not just when, you know, we, we find ourselves out of work and all of a sudden we can't provide, or not, not just when we have a health scare and all of a sudden we need God to kick in and, and, and kind of get us back into action. God is in control in everything and we need to give God control in everything. The, the final one, uh, is this idea of, of relinquished control and total faith. And so along that scale, eventually, what we're aiming for is to give God control over, over everything. And that's obviously something that is not probably, like a, probably a realistic thing that we're going to achieve in this life. It's probably, you know, we're, like, that's something that we can aim for, but it's, we're, we're, like, that's a work in progress. To put faith in God and to, to give Him control over everything, and, and as we work towards that, the, the, the psalmist gives us this verse at the end, and he says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we realise that not only do we give God control in everything, but He is a good God. 
And so as, mu- as hard as it is and as much as we, we feel that, that, that kind of that pleasure in being in control, we know that God is in control. And He's, a, and he's in control in a good way, in a, in a way that far better than what we could ever do. We, we can't control things very well. We know that we, do it, we don't necessarily do a good job. We know that it is incredibly hard to, to be in control of those things. We know that things come up that we, that, that we just can't fix. And, and, and so we, we know and we rest in the fact that God is a good God. He's in control. We, he, it says in the Bible that he, he works all things for the good of those who love him. God is a good God and He's in control because that is the way that He created us. That is the way He, he wants us to enjoy and to, to lay down in green pastures. He wants us to, to know that there is comfort in hard times. God is a good God and, 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 we will, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We will be with Him forevermore. One day we get to be with God forever. And so no matter what happens, no matter how crazy things get, we know that if we have faith in God, that one day we get to be with Him forever. And for me, that is the greatest comfort in everything, because no matter how crazy things look, no matter what comes our way, no matter how hard things get, no matter, no matter how much pain we see, no matter how much COVID uh, wreaks havoc on our world, we know that one day we get to dwell with Him forever. That one day there will be peace one day there'll be no more pain, one day there'll be no more, more sin, but we will dwell with Him forever. And until then, we rest in the fact that God is a good shepherd. God is a good God. God is a God who loves us. And so we hand over control. And so that's something that I want us to kind of do today as we kind of reflect, uh, what, like, what, are, what are the things in our lives that we, that we try and hold on to control of? What, what are the, what is, like how, how do you go, like with your family, are you, are you trying to, are you the last line of defense on that? Do you give it to God? How, how do you go with finances? Is that, is that something where you're like, all right, these are all my plans and if it doesn't fit in this plan, then we're off the, like, see you later. Like, do you give God control of that? How, how do you go with your health? You know, when, when medical things come and, and you hear news that's not so great or there's things that come out of your control that, that kind of mingle with your plans, are you, are you okay to say, God, this is hard and this is painful, but you're a good God. One day I'm going to be with you forever and, and you're in control. How, how do you go with that? Like where, where on that scale do you sit? How, how do you go with your family? With your kids, are you, are you, are you, in, are you trying to be in control? It's a really hard one, like it's because kids are crazy. It's they they do they do unpredictable things, and we and we try and control them because because it's really hard. Like and sometimes we feel like we're the last line of defense. But, but God is is in control, and we sure we steward them and we look after them and we love them, but God is in control. So we give God control over everything. So how do you go with that? Where, where do you fit on that, the scale in different parts of your life? Where, where do you place yourself and, and how, how are you going to give control over to God? 
How can you take that step and be like, all right, God, this is, this is something that I'm trying to control. This is something that I'm not giving to you. And that might be because I feel like I can do it by myself and I've done pretty well so far. It might be that, that I feel like I'm trying to control of it because I don't think you can really actually be in this situation and I, uh, and I don't understand why this situation is happening this way. But how can you give control over to God in, in these areas? God is a good God. And we are not good gods. We are not good at controlling things. We do a terrible job a lot of the time. And we, we find ourselves in fear a lot of the time because we're not good at it. And when we find ourselves in fear, we find ourselves doing some things that are not great. So we want to give control over to God. Let God be a good God. Let God be in control. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come before you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care for us. And we thank you that you gave us Psalm 23. There are times when we're in the valley and it's hard and scary. There, there are times where, where we, we try and live our own lives without you until it gets hard. And, and Lord, we just want to give control over to you in those times. Lord, there's times right now where we're trying to control things ourselves and, and it's not working and it's hurting and, and it's causing us this discomfort and fear and it's causing us to do things that we're not super proud of. And we're, we're, Lord, we just ask that we can hand those things over to you. Lord, we, we steward them how we can and we, we look after um, our, our finances and our kids and our families how we can. But Lord, you are the one who is in control and you work things for your good. And you are our shepherd. We need you in everything. In your name we pray. Amen.